begging to play the violin since I was three and somebody didn't want me to. <coughs> Don't worry guys, I'm just kidding. But I'm gonna play a song for you, I learned. Okay. Go. Go speed ahead. Okay. All right. Go speed. Go Welcome to episode 8. This is our final installment of our interview with Ray Wright. Last week, we talked about Ray's adjustment to blindness training and getting a service dog. And this week, we get to hear all about how Ray became a professional woodworker and started his own business and also how he was able to teach woodshop. It is such a fun interview. I hope you enjoy today's episode. We would love to hear your thoughts. We're at cripparenting at gmail.com. And if you get the chance, we'd love it if you would leave a review or pass this podcast on to a friend. Thanks so much, everybody. So you, yeah, I mean, you got this training and these skills and... So I got the training. I was working with rehab and and looking, uh, did all the the, worked with an employment specialist, practicing the job interviews and all that, all that kind of stuff. In that time, I, I got appointed to the uh, Vista Center for the Blind um, on their board of directors, and and uh, so that was that was kind of cool, learning more stuff in the Bay Area, and uh, that, and then and then um, we. Uh, came out here to to uh Utah to visit my sister and and uh kind of fell in love with Utah. Everybody mm. was so much more friendlier and and uh friendlier, nicer um uh when we were in California the the well, I shouldn't really say all the stuff, but it it wasn't traveling on public transit wasn't wasn't the the easiest thing in Oakland, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that it was it was kind of kind of scary. Sure. Yeah. No. You. Uh, we you meet uh, interesting. You meet people. some interesting folks, and yeah, you inter- see the you see the unfairness of the world if you're going to travel on public transportation. You can't avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true, and the. Um, yeah, it exposed you to a lot of things that, that, uh, and I think if I could see, maybe I, well, I probably wouldn't have been on public transit, (laughs) but I probably wouldn't have gone in some of the places that, that, uh, I, uh, I remember one time we were in San Francisco and we had to relieve the dogs and we were going to a birthday party and I said, oh, I'll take the dogs and relieve them in this alley and. All of a sudden, oh. someone shouting out, "Don't, don't, uh, oh. don't relieve him there!" And I'm like, "Why not? There's a naked man laying there." <laughs> and I went, "What?" <laughs> so I thought, "Oh, no wonder I thought this would be a good relieving spot just just from the smells." You know, I thought, "Oh, this oh. will." Any anyway, uh, it turns out there was some photojournalist doing. Uh, a, a photo thing on on the homeless and that in San Francisco, and she yeah. pointed out that where I was and that. So it was like, oh, oh yeah, if I could see. Well, of course, I wouldn't have had a dog, probably. Right, you know, but, right. But at the same time, it. it um, but but no. So so I I did the access uh, access century foundation and was up on my skills and then. Everybody was nicer in Utah, and and houses in the Bay Area were 
super expensive back then. And again, this isn't about 2005 or something. Right. And uh, we came here to Utah and thought, wow, houses are cheap. And, <laughs> And not anymore. <laughs> no, no. Well, ch- well, no, they were cheap um, compared to, to California yeah, yeah. and that. Um, and uh, anyway, and people were friendly and we came to the blind center and, and, and uh, checked that out and got a tour of that. And I thought, well, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. And <laughs> wood shop and you know needle arts and home management and all the same so classes your wood shop teacher at the center at the time was blind yeah so what was was there a difference between um yeah yeah and i think i think it was more if he could do it i could do it yeah mm-hmm. he was he, you know it, it was more inspirational and that, and I, I, um, the only reason I went to the blind center is because I didn't understand the address system here in Utah. No. I, you know, I, I had my cane skills. I, I had the, um, mobility. I didn't have the orientation. Right. You know, I, in fact, I think I said, I got the M, I, I need the O. Right. Um, and, uh, um, but you had, you know, you had to take the full course, and I thought, well, okay, I, you know, I could do that, and woodshop would be fun to take again, and computers, technology changes all the time, so it'd be good to get a refresher, and <laughs> um, get a refresher on, on Braille, and and uh, it's always, I enjoy cooking, so it's always fun to learn some different techniques and, and that, and uh, so so I took woodshop, but in California, the wood that you used was pretty much um, planed and and not sized because you would cut it on the table saw or the, mm. the radial arm saw or whatever. But this teacher, he was like, okay, we're going, you know, make a cutting board. Oh, yeah, and you started with the rough Yeah, lumber. and he's like, here's your plank. And he gave you this. If you don't hold it properly, you'd get splinters like crazy. Right. And, and uh, yeah, it was a rough board. So there, you learned how to how to cut it and mill it and use the the joiner and the planer and and uh, cut it to length on the compound miter saw and and uh, cut it to to width on the table saw and and glue your pieces together and put it through the the drum sander and and so really start from a rough rough plank to a, a finished object yep um and i i uh and from from both teachers i i learned but i think it was more of the inspiration uh from from uh yeah, no, he he didn't. He left you with no excuse. Yeah, exactly. He's in the same boat you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If he could do it, and he was totally blind. And one time he told me I was slow. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the lights the lights are off, and every you know we had a blindfold on, and that so everything was done in pitch darkness, and that's where. I actually, because um, again, going coming to Utah, I was still thinking along the assistive technology uh, career field. And after taking Woodshop, I I uh, I was really uh, um, like, wow, I, you know, I really fell in love with with Woodshop. And they had a lathe which I hadn't used before, <laughs> and and the teacher knew something about the lathe but not a lot and uh and i i fell in love with the lathe i just wanted to learn more and more and in fact when they said okay it's time for you to go your 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 time here your you know whatever it was it was about six months i think um because i'd had previous training um is up uh i'm like well can i make something else And and the director he 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 said no you've used your your allotment of wood and I said oh well can I use the scrap out of the scrap bin 
And he said, sure, go ahead. So I went and I took all the scrap and cut it up and glued it together. And, and uh, so after I, I, I turned a couple of vases with all this, it's called segmenting. I didn't know what it was called back then. But anyway, made these vases and I went and I showed it to him. And uh, he looked at him and he's like, you can't use scrap anymore. You got to go. <laughs> so I, I said, okay. So, so I um, left and thought, you know, I really like this woodworking thing, but I want to learn more. I, I really got a thirst of it. So, so I called up um, uh, Salt Lake uh, Community College and they had a wood shop there. And so I thought, oh, I'll take a shop at, at the college, get some more training. And, and uh, that wasn't the greatest experience because I... I called the shop teacher, could I come and tour the shop and left a message and never heard back. I called two or three times. Finally, I got a hold of them and and told them I was blind and this is what I wanted and, and that. And he, uh, he basically said, whenever you're available, I'm not mm. <laughs> for the tour. And I could have gone to disability services and I could have fought it and and said you know I want to tour the shop I want to take shop and and that kind of um thing but I I thought no because I'm not going to learn anything because I could tell already he wasn't interested it just something didn't set right with me sure so I thought well there must be other places so I called up and I found a place in in Provo um that that had uh, um, wood turning classes, and and I called up, said I was blind, I wanted to take a class, and they they uh, said, well, you know, we teach with with about ten twelve students in a class, and everyone has their own lathe, but in the morning they, it's like a lecture, and they watch the uh, the teacher demonstrate, and then the afternoon you go ahead and like a lab and go ahead and do what you saw demonstrated in the morning. And it's a big video screen that they watch. She goes, I don't think that's going to work for you. And I'm sitting on the phone going, okay, I'm getting the brush off again. She goes, but let me get back to you in a couple of weeks and, and talk to the instructors. And I said, okay. So I thought, yeah, whatever, sign that off. And she called back about 10 days later and she said, you know, I talked to the instructors and one of them is, is um, wondering, are you willing to do it in between? Because uh, it was, a, it was a, um, like three, it was a one week class, super mm-hmm. intensive class, but they did it three days a week and then had a week off per month. Would you be willing to do it in the off week? So the teacher could teach hands-on with you one-on-one. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I took that class. And oh man, I learned so much from from that. So that's when I decided, okay, I want to start my own woodworking business. I remember when you came back from that class. Yeah. And you brought some... uh, um, this all your the things you'd make uh-huh. to tell how proud you were and i've had about three things in my life i've wanted to steal <laughs> <laughs> one of them is my dream not affordable flute the other one was the bud vase what the other the other oh. two have actually been your work one of them was the bud vase that you uh, made in that class uh-huh. it was the coolest thing and the other one was the ice cream cone oh yeah well i didn't make that in, in uh in that class okay i remember your ice cream cone though yeah that felt just like an ice cream cone i I could tell you the ice cream cone story if you want but um but uh no i just fell in love with it so i went to the rehab counselor and said i want to start my own woodworking business Mm. and Mm -hmm. and she was not very keen on that idea and uh and she said okay um well, to start a business, you know, find out what you need, what you have to do and, and all of that. And I had to write a business plan and 
and uh, all that kind of stuff. It was it was quite an ordeal to go through writing it up, doing the research, and and that. But I also kind of on my own initiative um, joined up with the uh, uh, Utah Association of Woodturners, and uh, which is a wood wood turning club of just local local people that that are into wood turning they meet once once a month and and at the time ironically they met at the uh salt lake community college in the mm-hmm. wood shop oh <laughs> and so so uh i joined them and i was the only blind person in there and they were they were you know kind of skeptical and that and my dad would go with me we'd go together because he he was interested he had a lathe he he had done wood turning here and there so I, I would go over to his house and borrow his lathe and then one of the guys from the club loaned me uh his lathe so I could practice at home mm. so while I was working on the business plan and them saying he can't make any money and whatever at it I I uh, decided to enter something in the fair and and uh, won uh, best of show mm. <laughs> um, for it. So I thought, okay, now I got this rosette to, to kind of say, yeah, I you know, I, right. I, I am I am doing okay at this. And then I, I remember that the thing you entered it was this beautiful bowl. Yeah, and like goblet bowl, and then you used this little tool that always scared the hell out of me uh it was this it would roughen up sections of the wood yeah texturing tool yeah yeah that's what you did yeah which was really neat because the guy that invented invented that tool joe wagner he lives here in salt lake city and uh so it was really neat when he invited me to see his shop um, one day and got a tour of it and he showed me the original tool that he made to make little acorn Christmas ornaments and put the little texturing around the top of the acorn. But so I was kind of accepted into the the wood turning community. Um, uh, I my, have a question. Uh-huh. Did you ever get to meet that professor at Salt Lake Community College? So. They asked me. Good question. <laughs> they they asked me to to uh, demonstrate. Um, would you mind demonstrating <laughs> at our at our at our meeting? <laughs> and uh, I said, no, I I could do that. And I said, I don't know what you learn about wood turning, but maybe you'll learn something about blindness. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so so I got introduced <laughs> to him, shook his shook his hand, and. I uh, he goes oh it's nice to meet you and I couldn't help myself. I said oh it's finally nice to get to meet you. I it's been a couple of years since I tried to get a tour of your shop. <laughs> Good for you. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. So so uh, <laughs> and then I went up and demonstrated and someone told me after afterwards he was in the back you know watching the whole time so and apparently he doesn't you know, doesn't stay in there all the time because uh, he had a night class going on, you know, at the same time in the other wow. parts of the shop. Um, <laughs> That's a great moment. <laughs> but but uh, so I went and I booked a table for the, the local uh, gun collect or gun show here here in Sandy and set up table on my own with stuff that I had made and a lot of pens. I really love making pens. And, uh, um, and I had some ice cream scoops and pizza cutters and, and, uh, different things. And so I, I sold stuff and I made a profit and I was just hoping to break even to, so I wouldn't be out any money because I, didn't really have a lot, but yeah, I made it. I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. So when I went back to rehab and presented my, uh, well, actually, I gave the rough draft of my uh, um, thing, and I, I kind of got the, well, we don't think this is going to work. And I said, well, I've already got a table, and I made, you know, <laughs> I've already sold stuff and whatnot, and I got this ribbon and that. So the supervisor uh, at, at the time, 
kind of said, I think, I think you should, yeah, you need to, to tighten up this business thing more, but go ahead and uh, let's, let's continue on with it. I, I, wow. So, That's so, great. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just getting someone believing in you, but you kind of have to prove it. Same like when I got the, you know, job in the office. It, it's like when they were worried about me getting to and from work. It's kind of like, you know, you got to prove it then that maybe a, a regular, you know, person who didn't have a disability or something probably wouldn't have to do as much. But but anyway, so yeah, I got, and I had to go to the city council and I had to uh, get permission to uh, um, have a business license because I was going to work out of my garage. I had to have the fire department come by. I had to draw up a... a, a a floor plan of my garage and where the equipment would be and present it to the council. And, and I, I took a sampling of pens that I had made to the council meeting and said, this is what I, uh, you know, would like to make. And they all looked at him and said, well, how much is this one? And how much is that one? <laughs> wow. So, so, uh, and I had a couple of neighbors that were really, uh, good too. It was a public hearing and they were there and, the, the one one of my neighbors, he's like, if you don't give them this this license and that, I'm just going to stop paying my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was he was like, because you know anyway. So I, it was good. Um, so I started my own woodworking business and and got the license and and um, and continued to do some shows and then and then. Uh, Shortly after that, um, the director, the, the new director at the uh, at the center, um, the the former shop teacher was moving out of state, and so um, he asked me if I would fill in part time and and uh, teach class until until he could fire up. Um, hire a full-time teacher until he could hire you <laughs> well a full-time teacher and so i i think uh, a lot of us were hoping it would be you well i i didn't know that i heard there was they interviewed like a dozen people so i was mm. i um but and i don't know if that's true or not just, but anyway uh i said yeah, yeah. I, I was leaving just as you right came on yeah and i had no intention of of i mean when when he asked me to fill in i thought yeah i'll kind of pay it forward and I'll, he, he helped me out with my business plan and, and that I'll, I'll help him out. Uh, um, no problem. It'd be for a few weeks and, and that, and my very first day I, um, I had a student who, who came in and she was using a hand miter saw and I explained to her how to, how to use it and how to cut and, whatever and are you good and she said yeah and she was cutting okay so I went to go see what another student was up to and then all of a sudden there's this squeal and I my heart just sunk I thought oh great my first day and someone's cut themselves I um oh well fun will it last (laughs) so I ran over ran over I'm like are you okay she says, yeah, I cut my own piece of wood for the very oh. first time ah. by myself. <laughs> she was squealing with joy. And, <laughs> and I just thought, oh, I got to apply for this job. That just touched. I mean, my heart was, you know, underneath the pads of my feet when I heard that squeal. <laughs> and man, it almost blew the top of my head off by, by just being uplifted so much. Um from that so yeah i applied for the job and was lucky enough to get it and that's been um seven over seven years now wow so time flies yeah yeah i found that for me taking the class um that the best the thing i loved was overcoming my fear. Like, I never totally stopped being slightly afraid of the equipment because I knew that it would cut my fingers as easily as it would cut. Oh, you know. I, every day, I'm, I, I respect the tools. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you learn a healthy, healthy respect. Um, but for me, 
one of the hardest things I had to deal with was the like doubt from anybody I would talk to. <laughs> oh, interesting. People that I knew, you know, that knew me well, and I would be like, well, you shouldn't be in there. But I like being in there. Well, leave anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I kind of, le- I, I was talking to a, um, my aunt about it, and she said, you know, I have to tell you, Tara, from a sighted person's perspective, it is a little disconcerting when you open a door, the room is pitch black, and you're hearing <laughs> table saws going. <laughs> Just... <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> No, I I mean that's that's true. My dad this the same thing when he saw the the shop when they came up on vacation to to see the the um the the class or whatever, you know, they came by and I opened the door and I said, "Can I turn the lights on?" And yeah, there was someone on the table saw, there was someone on the compound lighter <laughs> saw. I think someone was using the drill press. All this noise going on, you have Flick, and my dad's like, you hear all this noise, you flick the light on, and there's people walking around and moving like, <laughs> like whatever. And, yep. <laughs> and, and that's why, that's why I always say in, in the shop, we build two things. We, we build things out of wood, but more importantly, we build confidence. If you can learn how to use a table saw or a lathe or any of the other hand or power tools, with the lights off and your training shades on, hmm. you can do pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah. It, I I got I got addicted to being in there. Like after because I, I was doing it as cross training, and uh-huh. if I didn't stay, um, and I confirm this with my supervisor that if I hadn't stayed, he would have fired me from my job. I had to take the class. Uh-huh. Um, and after I realized that you know. I'm that the table saws are not malignant entities that chase me around the room and that I'm the one that I'm the one that is in charge. It's just a piece of equipment. I, I couldn't get me out of there. And my um, flute teacher had this important audition and I went back in there and made her uh, a flute stand. Oh, cool. And I hadn't been in there for, oh, like two years, you know, uh-huh. and so I was using the radial arm saw, and I was back to just being terrified of dragging this shrieking saw towards my own body. And so I said to the the teacher, "Will you, will you show me how to use that radial arm saw again?" He goes, "No." <laughs> and I I hear him walking away, and I hear him sitting at his desk, and his screen reader is jabbering away, so he's just checking his email, and I'm standing there just dancing from foot to foot thinking I really want my beloved flute teacher to have this flute stand but I'm really afraid of that saw but if I don't cut this wood she's not going to have her flute stand and so I'm like okay I'm the one in charge and so I, I cut the wood and then he yells see I told you you didn't need my help I think I, I, think I told him to shut up <laughs> yeah no I I, um, I might have had a little different I probably would have said, no, you could do it. I'll stand here next to you. Just <laughs> You would have been a little more gentle. Yeah, yeah, probably not quite quite so harsh as, as that. Cause, cause, and I tell my students, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, I messed up a piece, you know, piece of wood or whatever. It's like, oh, I got lots of wood, but I only have one of you. <laughs> so it, it uh, you know, don't, don't worry about, uh, about the wood. Uh, Safety is the number one concern, but it's really just a matter of knowing where to put your hands and where not to put your hands and when to put them and when not to put them. Yeah, yeah. That's... So it's, it's, um, but I, I, you know, I, I love it. And, and, uh, it, you know, it was, it was kind of fun about five years ago now. Um, governor Herbert, our governor at the time of Utah, he, uh, we were, transferring all the vocational rehab was transferring from uh, the Board of Education to the Department of Workforce Services. And the publicist came by a couple or three weeks before um, the transfer date and said, oh, we're just here looking around to decide where to have a press conference about the transfer and that and looking for some photo ops. And I said, oh, if you want a photo op, now this is where my promotions from you know 
earlier years, 20 years earlier, whatever kicked in. I'm like, if you really want a photo op, let's put a blindfold on the governor and I'll show him how to use the table saw <laughs> um, blindfolded. And everyone laughed and a couple weeks later, they called me up, said the governor's agreed to do it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's and, great. And he came in and and he... he um, he he did it, and all the camera crews were there, and it's you know it's still on the web now. So that's that's uh, kind of uh, kind of fun. So and that's really cool because, I mean, that announcement was for all of vocational rehabilitation across the state, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And was, they and they chose your wood shop to to do that announcement in. Yeah. And that is fantastic. Yeah, so. we we um yeah, no, I was I was really surprised and and I was asked to make a, a souvenir for the governor on on the day or whatever and I said, Oh what what should I make? And and uh our uh, director said, Well, you know, you you like um why don't you make him one of your, your lights wooden lightsabers? Because I, I make these wooden lightsabers on the lathe that I that I sell at the Comic Con here in Salt Lake. Anyway, I said, "Well, what does that have to do with anything?" He goes, "I don't know. You'll think of something." <laughs> and and uh, that that morning, I I uh, said, "Oh, I thought of what to say when you hand it to him," and uh, so I told him, and he says, "Oh, well, I'm not handing it to him. You are." And I said, oh, was it, I thought to myself, oh, was it that bad, <laughs> you know? But anyway, when, when, it, when in the news conference, when I handed it to him, I, because we were a Department of Workforce Services, I handed it to him and said, may the workforce be with us. <laughs> I love it. I love That's it. Awesome. So, and he grabbed it and, and waved it around and said, I could use this on the legislators. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, great. So... Yeah, no, it's it's been an awesome. But I got to tell you, when when I went blind, I never thought that so many years later that I would be teaching woodshop in a blind center. Um, yeah, th- that was the last thing I I thought would be happening. Well, I I think you had a lot of people's votes in the community because I I loved I've loved looking at your your art your art i think it's just beautiful oh well well thank you and the yeah the ice cream cone was 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 fun i i um so the the ice cream cone i'll describe it um because i still i still remember really vividly what it looked like it was a lighter wood the cone was a lighter wood and it felt just like a cone like it the texture was like a cone and it was a box and then the cone the ice cream was it felt like two scoops of ice cream with a fancy top, like pointy top. And yeah, it was a soft, darker, s- soft serve. Yeah, yeah, yes. It with was the little layers. Yes, yeah. it was okay. absolutely gorgeous. Tell, tell talk about how you made that. Well, I, I, um, the inspiration was, you know, they always say, you know, make what you like and like what you make or mm-hmm. whatever. And I like ice cream, so mm-hmm. I uh, was was at the store. Um, in line getting a, an ice cream cone one day and uh, uh, I had the ice cream and I was waiting to pay for it and I was thinking, oh, this is round. I wonder if I could make one of these out of wood. And so I asked the lady behind the counter, I said, could I, uh, could I get an empty cone? You know, I'll pay for it. And she goes, what do you want an empty cone for? I said, I want to see if I can make one out of wood. And she said, okay, um, bring it back when you get it done. I want to see it. And I said, okay. And, and uh, so a couple of weeks later, uh, you know, I went and the wood you were talking about, so the cone was made out of aspen, mm-hmm. which was just a, a, a branch that was, was cut off um, a neighbor's tree when he was trimming his tree. I asked him for the wood. And then the... the um, the cone was actually um, made off the top of a redwood fence post cut off where where the neighbor had a broken fence post. Yeah, mm. I'm scrounging stuff off my neighbors. <laughs> um, and uh, and it 
I didn't know it at the time, but because it had weathered on one side, just the way the sun was and, and shadows and the trees and all that, it kind of made it look like it was uh, uh, half vanilla and half chocolate, half light wood and Ooh. half dark mm. wood. And um, anyway, so I had the real ice cream cone and I took calipers and measured it and and uh, put the wood on the lathe and got it all, you know, sized up. And I thought there's something missing. And that's when I thought, huh, texture, I need to put wow. texture on it. So... So does that was that tool hard to to use because it's like it's this I, that was my courage failed me. I do, like when when I was making um my flute teacher her stand, you helped me out. You gave me some ideas. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to learn. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to learn how to use the spiky lathe tool." And I just I, I was too scared. So were you what's that like to use that that tool cuz if you put your finger in the wrong spot, it's going to Oh yeah, it's going neurally. It's yeah, it's a, a neural a knurling thing at the end. It's actually what they use in metalwork, and uh, yeah, you could get you know just like skinning your knee if you fall down on asphalt yeah. or falling off a bike or something like that with that tool. Um, again, it's just knowing where to put your hands and where not to put your hands, and and uh, you start light and kind of get a feel for it, and then put more pressure but if you put too much pressure you could you could mess it up but so yeah it's just you know you, if you don't try something you don't know if you can do it and and that and it, it worked out really well and and uh so and then I originally it wasn't going to be a box but the the it was it was um too top heavy Mm. So I uh, thought, well, if I hollow out the inside of this, then that'll make it lighter and and that. And then I thought, how am I going to connect the two? And and I had gone to a wood turning demo where they showed how to make, and in the class too, how to make a lidded box. And so I thought, oh, why couldn't this be a box? So I just followed those techniques. And then, and then when it was done, I took it back to the store, as, as I promised the, uh, the person behind the counter that I would. And this, this was the funniest thing. So it was a hot summer's day, and I'm standing in line with holding the ice cream cone. And there's a lady standing behind me in line. And she's getting really kind of irritating, to be honest with you. She was stamping her feet and humming and hawing and sighing and whatever and I'm thinking to myself yeah lady we all it's hot we all want to get an ice cream just be patient right and finally she says sir if you don't hurry up and eat that it's going to melt all over you (laughs) and I said oh no it's not it's wood and I tapped the ice cream with my finger and she didn't say anything and and whatever and my immediate thoughts were now, does that lady not know that... I mean, I took it as a compliment because mm-hmm. she thought it was real. That was awesome. But then I also so thought like, oh, that lady thinks, oh, that poor blind man doesn't know that ice cream melts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, the ice, ice cream is a lot, of, a lot of fun. And it's, it's one of the... If you come on a tour of the center, I, I have it there to show. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen anybody make. I love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, any other any other stories you want to share about teaching or Um Well, I just it's just so great to to let people explore what they've done. I had a student um you know, talk about the confidence boost. And like you said about your friends saying, no, don't, don't do that. Or you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the experience I had when I got back, wait, you made that in woodshop? You're not supposed to do that. Um, you're blind. And, and so with that, and like hearing what you're saying, I had a student who, who, um, uh, his father was was I think apprehensive about about her being in wood shop, and she was sharing this with me, and 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 that, and 
she says, oh, I want to make one of these pens for my dad because, you know, I think he's apprehensive and this would be kind of a reminder and, and mm-hmm. that. And, and so we were talking more and she was talking about, um, I said, oh, what does your dad like to do? Well, he likes to go hunting. I said, then we're going to make a deer hunter pen out of antler. Mm. And uh, so I went and got some some antler and uh, and and bought a, a special deer hunter kit that has has looks like a bullet with a bolt action on it and it has a deer engraved on the side of it and um, and uh, anyway and so she turned it out of antler and and now now. Uh, She's, she's, I think she's gotten a deer and she's gotten an elk when she's, and they've worked it out together where, where, uh, um, he's able to stand behind her and, and put us, I think a second scope on their gun. So, so he can look over his shoulder and, and they've worked out some sort of signal system by touching her back whether to raise it or so it's a silent system so they won't scare mm. the deer off and whatnot and she um she can go uh hunting with her dad and and that uh so that's you know things like that 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 just make people believe and most of the students when they make something a lot of them don't make it for themselves they want to make it for somebody who was who is um, important in their life to encourage them to to go above and beyond the means of expectations, yeah. and uh, and That's that right. that is a really cool thing. We had another guy that his brother was a baseball uh, player, and uh, he wanted to make a baseball bat for his brother. Um, so he said, "Okay, let's make a baseball bat." But instead of just making a bat, we looked it up and kind of tied in other skills, computer skills and stuff, and found out what the the um, the baseball league's uh, um, official requirements are for a baseball bat, how long it is, how heavy it can be, how far the 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 choke can be up from the bat, and and all of that, and. So we, we made it, and when, when it was all finished, uh, I forget what it is now, a baseball bat can be like 31 to 33 ounces or something like that, and hmm. I think we were like 30, 32 and a half, or, hmm. or I mean right in there, all perfect proportions and and that, and when he gave it to his brother, he's like, I'm not going to use this. This is too nice. <laughs> and he's like, you got to at least hit a one ball with it. <laughs> but, That's great. Yeah, so it's just, just very uh, encouraging. And I've had other students, this is probably the best thing, I've had other students that have started their own um, uh, businesses selling it at... Uh, in fact, one student is is in Salt Lake City right now at a at a show selling her pens that she uh, that she makes and and that um, and uh, that is awesome. Yeah, and I've had a couple of other students that have gone out and bought equipment. And one one last one, um, one of our students, he was he was older, uh, retired. Um, he was a uh, woodworker, and and uh, when he lost his sight, uh, he has RP. When he lost most of his sight, he got rid of all his tools, mm. and sold them all because oh. he's like, I can't use them. Oh, came to the so center. Heartbreaking. Yeah, he he came to the center, took took wood shop, made a. I remember he made a beautiful cake platter with a big glass dome over the top mm. of it with the pedestal and mm. and anyway on his graduation his his wife came in and uh she she said to me uh she says i don't know if i should hug you or hit you <laughs> and i said okay she says I want to hit you because every time we go to the store, Home Depot or somewhere, we have to buy another tool. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, oh, well, sorry about that. She goes, but I want to hug you 
because you've given him his life back. Mm-hmm. And that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. So I got the hug and not the hit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, unless, um, Tyler, you can think of any questions. One final question I have is what is an important lesson that you would want to pass on to somebody who's, who's been with us for <laughs> two hours? <laughs> um, Let's see, not to ask me to interview because they know I can talk to them. No, I love it. Um, This has been fun. Uh, Something to pass on. Just that don't don't look at at a disability um, as as something you can't do. Just get rid of that dis and call it an ability. Just, just know that, that don't limit yourself because you can't, you think you can't do something. You know, my dad always used to say, there's no such word as can't. And when, when, uh, when I was in school, I would come home on the first day of school with all my textbooks and he would ask to look at them and he'd take, you know, whatever it was, the geometry book or calculate, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. He'd grab the book, he'd flip to the back page and look at the last question. And he says, this is the easiest question in the book. I said, are you crazy, Dad? Mm-hmm. That's the hardest. He said, no, <laughs> by the time you get to the back of the book, it'll be the easiest. And that's what I kind of look at is it's, it's you look at something and you think it's hard but if you take the proper steps and work your way through it you'll find out that it's not that hard after all it'll become easy so i i just encourage everybody to don't don't think that you can't do something just think that you can and kind of like the book the little engine that could i think i can i think i can (laughs) And it'll change to, I know I can, I know I can. And and I guess there's one quote that I really like from Audrey Hepburn. And she says, the word impossible is not impossible. It's I am possible. Hmm. So I think that that says it all. You are possible if you put your mind to it and have the proper goals and mindset. Awesome. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. This has been so fun, Ray, to have you on. Yeah. I so appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. You're a perfect, perfect person to start to branch our podcast out with. Well, thank you for inviting me, and this has been fun and great to get to see you again. And Yeah. And let me know if I can do any <laughs> anything. I'll, uh... I, need to, I, I need to buy a bud vase from you. A what? A bud vase. A bud vase. I do. Okay, I'll have because to make one. My kids are always picking little tiny flowers oh, for me. Oh wow! And they want me to. <laughs> I don't know where to put them, but I've got the perfect little spot right in my windowsill for a bud vase. Okay. Okay. That's. It's it's a deal. Do you want? Uh, to... I I want you to use your texture tool to sca- to your your scary okay. texture tool to. <laughs> okay. Because it feels so awesome. <laughs> Do you want it to hold water or not? Yeah, yeah, like a little test tube thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's the perfect size. <laughs> so that when, you know, the kids come in with this tiny little flower that has, you know, half an inch of a stem on it, I can just pop it right in there. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Yeah. No, I'd love to do that. Okay. It'll have to be a little bit. Comic-Con's up in two weeks. Oh, so yeah, I'm, no, we're, we're good. Bit, oh, i got to show you my latest pen. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a, an hourglass pen. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. That's so, awesome. To... Here you go. So on the end of it, it has a hourglass with sand in it. Wow. That is really cool. Oh, it's a wow. It's a one-minute um, timer. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Yeah, we gave, we gave your pens to... Um, our dads, uh-huh. our father's day, our father's and then my day. nephew who helped us with your birthday party, Tyler. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, that's That is cool. really cool. I love that one. 
Yeah, so that's my latest one. I'm making up a lot of different different ones because you never know what people yeah what people yeah. will uh, right. like or or not. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's good. I I I wasn't. I th- I think they're pretty cool. The phone stands. So. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. Uh, they're like this multi-purpose pen that has a phone stand, a phone cleaner, <laughs> yeah, screen cleaner. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you can write on the, the phone or it can be a pen. The stylus. Yeah. I'm just waiting for someone to say, "I forgot to put the ink back in and <laughs> <laughs> scratch the." Uh, <laughs> 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 right. Well, are we are we are we still recording? Yeah, we're still okay. recording. So uh, we are looking for. We'd love to hear from you as a listener, and we also would love to hear lots of stories of people who are disabled and because about how you adapt. Our email address is cripparenting at gmail.com. That's C R I P P A R E N T I N G at gmail.com. All right, we'll be back next week. I think I have a seeing eye that needs to pee. This podcast is gratefully dedicated to the people of the disability civil rights movement. Every time we use public transportation, go to work, go to a school event with our children, we are living in the world you made possible. She said no. And I said, Well, why no? And she was because no. Just this very just indignant that I would possibly think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> because no. Yep, you told mom, huh?